you're listening to Love Talk with Kira, where we discuss the 50 ways to love, the do's and don'ts of dating in today's era, where we also discuss sex, fetishes, and going deeper. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Love Talk with Kira where we discuss the 50 ways to love, the do's and don'ts of dating in today's era, where we also discuss sex, fetishes, and going deeper. Today's episode is episode number 67. I wanted to take a quick minute and just say thank you to each and every one of you for your continued support. You're super fabulous. I love you. And I also wanted to share that we're continuing reaching around the world, and that is just amazing, amazing, amazing. So thank you so much for each and every one of you. And each time that you share my podcast with someone, that's super fantastic. You're you're only helping everyone else live a better and happier life. Okay. Now, um, today's episode is about, uh, do you forgive others that, um, you know, maybe shouldn't be forgiven the way that you think they should be? Are you misunderstanding what forgiveness means? In other words, are you misunderstanding what forgiveness means. Um, that's important to understand, okay? So what happens there is, so I've discussed so many different um, scenarios where you need to forgive to heal, okay? The first part of healing is the forgiveness stage where you actually, you've gone through the hell, you've gone through the horror, you've gone through the pain, the resentment, all the anger, all, all of those stages at the same time now, you want to heal. You're tired of it. You're remember I just did a podcast of being on that hamster wheel of pain. You're tired of being on the hamster wheel of pain. You're like, oh my god, just get me off this hamster wheel of pain. And I, I keep reiterating the fact that it's important to you know get off that hamster wheel of pain, but at the same time you have to forgive in order to do that. That's the first. Pro, or excuse me, the first step in the process is forgiveness. And it's forgiving the person that hurts you, what they did to you, regardless of how horrid and disgusting and unfathomably believable that it was, okay, and tormenting. Um, it's not saying that what they did was right. It's not saying that it was okay for them to do it. It doesn't, it's not saying that it gave them a right to do it. It doesn't mean that you... Um, are saying that they have any right to have any, to be alive even. You know what I mean? Like, or not be tortured the same way. It's not saying any of that, because I'm not saying that. My point is, you're explaining the fact that it's the first step in the process to healing. And you're only explaining the fact that you are forgiving them because you're not going to allow them to have any more power over your mindset anymore so you can move forward and you can not be stuck anymore in your mental torment of their thoughts and their control over you because they're mind controlling you at this point you don't understand this and there's a whole process to it but you are you are uh, being controlled by your ex-partner on a daily, all day long, all night long, for eons, days, months, whatever, years, however long you decide 
you want to stay on that hamster wheel because you have the choice and you're the one making the decision. And it's sad and sometimes people get pissed about it when they hear about it and they're like, you know, it really makes them want to beat someone's butt because of it. You know, they really get angry because they hear this and it really uh, triggers their minds to um, become angry again. But you know what? That's okay. You know what? It's still your decision. And you also have the decision to not become so angry about it and actually just sit back and listen and be like, oh, okay, try to understand it because that's the most important because that's what's going to help you heal. Otherwise, you're just going to stay stuck and it is what it is and you'll never learn anything. And that's the truth. (laughs) So what do you want to do? You want to learn the truth and move forward or you want to stay stuck and live in hell your entire life and on your own, you know? That's up to each individual. It has nothing to do with me or anybody else in the entire life or the person that hurts you. That's your choice. Period. Nobody ever tells you what to do. You decide for yourself. That's probably one of the most powerful statements you'll ever hear from anyone in the world. And you know what? I'm not the only one that states it. So you listen to top leaders that give this type of advice and you'll hear that over and over again. Okay. So my point is, I want you to think about another scenario where you are being abused mentally, verbally, physically, what have you, by your partner, your coworkers, your family members, your friends, doesn't matter, anyone. And you're like, oh, I forgive you to their face. Oh, then they come up to you and they're like, I'm so sorry I did this to you. It was so bad. And you're like, okay, I forgive you. And they've done this to you and they've done this to you and you keep forgiving them. Well, you know what? Um, If they're not, if they're showing you a pattern where they're not altering their behaviors and you're constantly forgiving them while you're in a relationship with these people then that's a huge red flag because you're allowing them to constantly lie to you and master manipulate you into thinking that they're not a narcissist and that they actually care and that they're actually serious when they're asking you for forgiveness, when they know that they're master manipulating you and they know how to play you and push your buttons. So you're like, okay, sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. No. (laughs) What I'm saying is no. Say no. I don't forgive you in that moment. And don't forgive them in that moment. You can forgive them later when you're out of that situation and get out of the situation and then you forgive them on your own. But don't sit there and tell them, okay, I forgive you, and then stay in it, and then get your base beat up again. You know what I mean? Like, no, that is not okay. I've been in, uh, you know, a few different abusive situations where, you know, there was um, verbal abuse or there was, you know, um, physical abuse. And my thing is, I have, I healed from all of it and and I learned my part in it their part in it um there's a you know whole story to all the entire situation but 
My point is there are red flags there that I am trying to help other people with on a daily now. And it's very important for me to explain this because if you don't understand what they are, you'll constantly like different people are triggered by different things. And all of a sudden that part of them shows up and there are bad traits. So what happens is you have to let those people go immediately and just get away from them because they're bad juju. It's extremely toxic type of behavior. And if you stay around somebody with these type of traits, you could die. They could kill you. And I'm dead serious. You know, I've had a gun. I've had a nine millimeter gun, um, pointed in my forehead after I was picked up, throat choked and slammed on my back. And I also, oh, oh, and that was because I had um, found them cheating on me and they were going to, um, you know, they weren't going to allow me to date anyone else. You see? So they plan this whole scheme to try to get me to be there so that they could kill me so that I could never be with anyone else because all I did was help them out, help them grow, evolve. And that was such a great person and raise our kids and do all that stuff. Um, that they were like, there's no way you're going to, I'm going to let you be with someone else. If you're not going to be with me, you're not going to be with someone else. Is what they said. So, but I ended up getting away. Thank God. Cause I have my angels around me. Um, and then I had another, the next person was ended up being similar like I explained, and they ended up charging a shotgun in my face because they got severely drunk, and I knew it, and I stole their keys and hid their keys to their vehicle so they couldn't drive anywhere because I heard them talking about driving over to a friend's house, and I was like, hell no. So I went and took their keys and hit them, and they got so pissed at me for um, hiding their keys, they came and I had my dog on my lap, a chocolate lab. They came and they charged a shotgun in my face and said if I didn't give them their keys, they were going to do something. And I said, I don't have your keys. I don't know where they are. And, um, and their daughter walked down the, the stairs and, and saw that. And I said, you're my witness here. So it was very shameful and sad. That that happens. You know what? People, like I explained, there are huge red flags in people. And you don't realize how they're going to react and respond to different scenarios. Especially when they have, um, you know, if they're hammered drunk. And I used to explain to some of them, I'm like, you know, you can't, you shouldn't be drinking this type of alcohol because it makes you very violent. And you become this other person I, I don't even want to even be around ever. You know, I don't even want to know who they are, but you know, but, um, my point is that it was over after that. And, um, you just don't know if someone's going to try to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like when stuff like that happens, like there are red flags in the beginning where you need to, they either need to get help or you need to get out of the relationship. It's not worth your time to be in that type of scenario or relationship and see if it might happen. Okay. Cause you don't know when they might snap. So if the other person's not willing to go get the help that they need, then, you know, you need to take matters in your own hand, get out of the scenario, and then 
forgive them later when it's appropriate. That's important. Okay. You forgive them for being the people that they are and the horrid uh, acts of violence that they tormented you with. And you forgive yourself for being in the situation because you allowed yourself to stay with that person in the in the first place, you know, or for meeting them and saying, oh, okay, well, I didn't know. Well, I didn't realize that I, you know, this was a red flag or, or, or I saw a red flag, but I did, I just dismissed it and was like, no, you know what? There's too many other good things about this person. This red flag, whatever. The fact that they stuck a gun in my face, I can deal with that. You know, they have all these other great qualities the gun in my face, it's okay. It only happened one time. You know, oh, you know, I just, it's all right. You know, that's the BS that I'm talking about. Like, you need to get the hell out of the relationship. If somebody does that to you, get out of the relationship, okay? It's extremely dangerous. You need to get out. Because I can guarantee you, it's most likely, I would say, I would say, 90 to 95% of the time, it's going to happen again. If they don't go and get some help or anything like that and alter their behaviors, it's guaranteed to happen again. You never know when, though. That's, that's the problem. It could happen 10 years later. But really, you could have saved 10 years. You, know, you could have saved your life. 50 years of your life that you still had to live if you had just thought about the red flag and not accepted someone saying, oh, you forgive me. I know I tried to kill you last night, but, and throat choked you and stuff, you know, but are you cool with that? You know, uh, you know, I really love you. No, they don't. They have no idea what love means. They have not a clue. And if they were really drunk and they have no idea what they did, well, you know, then they need to go to, um, a a course or some courses and, um, you heal themselves and then prove it. Okay. If you're going to end up staying with that person and that's up to each individual. I'm not here to tell people what to do, but at the same time, it's up to each couple to decide what works for them. Sure. Um, I always say exhaust all, costs, you know, before you, you know, let somebody go. But at the same time, if it's your life or theirs, you know, then I think that your life should be more the most important. Okay. Always love yourself enough to realize that you're, you are important. Someone else does not control you. Okay. And you're allowing them to control you if you stay in that type of of scenario. That's very important. Um, so when I say forgive someone, I am not explaining that you forgive them while you're in the relationship and allow them to keep abusing you in any way, shape or form. Never, ever, 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 ever allow anyone to abuse you mentally, verbally or physically. Okay. That's important. Um, you're not meant to stay in that relationship if that's a continuous situation. And, um, you know, if you've gotten help from others and it's not working, you know, it's God trying to explain to you to get out of this relationship. It's not 
supposed to work anymore. It worked for a minute. It's not supposed to work anymore. You're supposed to go through this for a lesson, period. This is a learning lesson. Understand it. Move on. You're going to cry your eyes out. Man or woman, it doesn't matter who you are. You're both going to cry your eyes out and feel horrible. But you know what? That's part of life. And you're going to pick yourself up. And you're going to stand tall and stand strong. And you're going to move forward. You know why? Because I said you can do it. (laughs) Okay? Just do it. Like Nike. Like I always say. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Okay? We can sing a song about this too. (laughs) But my point is... (sighs) It's up to you to choose your own path. Do you want to stay on a path of abuse? Or do you want to live the best life that you humanly possibly can? You know, it's up to you. If you're forgiving someone, you're in a relationship and someone keeps tormenting you and keeps abusing you, you know, um, it's your choice to stay there. A lot of times, the abuser will master manipulate the other person, the other partner, into thinking that it's their fault. But it's not your fault. So if you ever catch somebody doing that, don't let them do that. If you bring up a situation, that, and I can't stand this type of person either. And, you know, this happens at work also. <laughs> like your managers or your coworkers, you know, or, or your friends. You know, somebody, like somebody, you, you go and you ask for help because someone is abusing you. And then all of a sudden they're like... No, that's them doing it. They did that to me. You're like, are you serious? (laughs) Okay, so a narcissistic person is really disgusting and sad. And, you know, you see right through them. So my point is um, (laughs) the truth always comes out. And it may come out a little bit later, but it always comes out. And, you know, the people that have anger management problems that always go off on their partners or always go off on their coworkers or always cussing or always have like, like this mean streak in them all the time. Um, and they're constantly being told, Hey, you know, you need to really watch your tone. You know, um, it always comes out in the end. And, and the people think that they get away with murder, but you don't, you don't get away with murder. It actually comes out. And, um, and then when it comes out, it comes out like 500 fold for them or a group if it's a group um or you know if it's your partner what have you it doesn't matter my point is it comes out and um it's unfortunate but at the same time it's part of their own karma that they built up and it's sad but it's part of their learning uh lessons as well so how you heal from that is that you forgive them after you're out of that scenario and you get away from them Okay, you remove yourself from the situations like I've always done. I've removed myself. It may be in another, you know, town or it may be in another area or another apartment or another house. Or, you know, it may be in another building, work building. It may be, you know, something as simple as that. But it's definitely a huge move. You know, you might have to change your entire life because it affects your entire life. Um, to such a drastic degree that a lot of people, oh, they're like oblivious to it. But you know why? Because it's not affecting them, so they don't care. <laughs> Abusers don't care. 
Abusers and bullies, they don't care what happens to you. They only care about themselves. So um, they're not even considering your thoughts or what anything that has to do with you at all. Um, how it affects your life, how it affects your family's life or your friend's lives or anything, your business, your work, nothing. They don't care. Um, and they, you know, they never will. The thing of it is, is you want to get away from them and you want to forget them because then they have zero power over you, over your mindset. And once you have the opportunity to do that, then you're able to move forward and, you know, manifest everything that you want. And so, um, they can never come in. You know, a lot of people will try to continue to, you know, bring you down and they have their own little words and they, you know, they'll try to like pin you in on this other stuff that didn't, you didn't do, you know, because they're really out for, to get you and stuff. But, um, you know, they're just going to get their karma 500 fold too, you know, so <laughs> again, <laughs> so it's like you keep, you keep jerking with the, with the, you know, angels because you're, you, you know, and you keep saving the devils you know, you're going to, you're, means you end up being a devil and you end up, um, living the devilish type of, uh, scenario in life and getting that devilish karma instead of helping save the angels and people actually being truthful and honest and, um, you know, devils hang out with devils and angels hang out with angels, right? So, um, if, if you find yourself not hanging out with too many people, it's because most of the people are ending up being devils that you're hanging out with. So remove yourself from them. And if they all want death from you and to hurt you, then stop hanging out with them. That's my point. That's how gangs are. Get out of that damn gang. You know? They're all psychotic jackbucks. Okay? They're there to hurt you. Master manipulate you. So get out of the gang. Stop going with the flow of a gang member, okay? That's not there to help you. They don't care about you. They care about themselves, okay? They'll kill you in your face. They'll kill you in front of your family. You know what I mean? They'll kill your family in front of you. You know, my point is, like, you don't trust people like that. In the red flags is my point. Think about what it is that you're getting yourself involved in and who you're hanging out with. And, you know, in my opinion, anybody that does anything to people like that is just as bad. I mean, you're just as, saying, you're just as toxic. There might be a couple deeper levels of toxicity, but you know what? If you're toxic, you're toxic. So think about that. If you don't want to be that way, then you need to really think about who you want to be and wake up then in the morning and start being that type of person. Because you can alter your behaviors. It's up to you. You can get out of that toxic situation. It's up to you. You can say no. And change your life forever. But it's up to you. You know, it's up to you. But you also need to go and say you're sorry to all the people who you've hurt. Including yourself. You need to apologize. If you feel like you hurt someone... Contact them and apologize. However you need to do it, apologize. Now, if someone said, do not ever contact me again, that does not mean to go and contact that person because they'll probably put you in jail. I'll put someone in jail if they contact me. <laughs> I'm going to explain that. Um, 
if I have one more, this one person specifically ever contact me again, you know, um, there are going to be some severe repercussions, um, as I've already gone over, you know, different situations and scenarios with them a long time ago. And so I, I have zero, um, you know, like tolerance period. Like it is, um, the last straw with that specific type of person. But my point is, um, you, you have to go through all your steps and stuff like that. And you have to set your boundaries and you have to heal and you have to continue to move forward and live your lives or you will not be able to, and you will be stuck on your little hamster wheel of pain. So my point is if I can go through all this different types of torment and stuff like that and still be happy (laughs) like I am today, um, and understand like what people are doing and know all the red flags. And you're like, now I sit back and I watch them. People do it sometimes. And I'm like really saddened. And sometimes I'm really disgusted. And, and sometimes, you know, like it, I've been told that it's okay for people to shout out and like manage aggressive behavior program that we have at work. Like I even had people at work do this to me, like shout out and try to hurt me and harm me. And then I've been told, you know, and I bring it to their attention and I'm like, Hey, you know, you're displaying like every single behavior there is. And then they're like, well, they, they said that you brought up a situation. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like me talking to you right now where I'm like, Hey, can you go fold some linen? And then they're like, Oh my God, what? You know? And then throwing stuff and screaming at you and you're like whoa (laughs) whoa where you're like I think you need to go home you know what I mean like um or people slamming stuff at you and throwing stuff at you and um just all kinds of different behaviors and you're like holy cow and they've all been told that they're that's okay that's all great behaviors to display and it's all appropriate and you know what it's not um it goes against actually every single policy that we have at our facility and so I find it very interesting and saddened that it's been um okayed (laughs) by you know my management so um it is what it is but at the same time um I've had to remove myself from different people and scenarios and then there are still some around where I think that you know really need to go to anger management class and I think that if they don't then, you know, they're going to end up, um, hurting some more people and they're going to end up snapping on their own anyway. Um, I always have empathy for everyone. So I always think of, you know, okay, they must, and I always go to them in my management and say, you know, I think there's other things happening here with these people. Cause I already know how to, to do management. I've already been in that process. So I understand both sides and that's where I'm coming from at each time. And I'm like, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with the way that I explained anything and it was a very calm manner, but it obviously uh, anybody, you know, <laughs> who flew out their deep end had their own issue, um, because they're completely insecure and, um, felt threatened for whatever reason. And then they're usually a master manipulator themselves and decide to go ahead and, um, try to turn it around because 
their behavior was so bad and they know it that they try to turn it around onto the person who came in and explained that their behavior was inappropriate. Okay, to make themselves look better. But that's not appropriate is my point. And so, um, and very sad and disgusting, but <laughs> you deal with this type of people all the time. And my point is, um, when you sit back and you watch this stuff happen, I'm always thinking about, because I already know all this information, I'm always sitting here and I'm thinking about, wow, you know, this person's really jacked up, you know, as they're displaying this behavior. I'm like, they're really, I'm sitting back and I'm watching them do it. And I'm like, you're really messed up in the head, you know, and it's what I'm thinking in my, to myself, you really need some help. There must be some severe mental anxiety and traumatic issues going inside your mind and your home that you're bringing over here because there is zero reason for you to be reacting and responding like this in any way, shape, or form. It'd be like if I looked at someone and I, uh, someone was sitting next to me and I looked at them and I said, hey, do you have a pen? And they were like, what? Did you just say I don't have a pen? You know, and they just flipped out on you. What? And you're like, you're wow, you're really being loud. And they're like, no, I'm not. You're being loud. I can't believe you asked me if I had a pen. And you're like, wow. Okay, I think you need to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm dead serious. Like, this is the type of, this is the exact type of behavior that I've gone through. To my face. <laughs> through a couple different people now. And I'm like, and they're being told that it's okay. You know, and, and, um, <laughs> so I'm a little bit, um, bewildered at why someone thinks that it's okay for somebody to act that way. So, um, my, my point when I get to that, when I hear that, I think that the other people are in on that type of behavior as well. So it could, because only the people that display that type of behavior in, um, appreciate that type of behavior are the ones that will say, yes, it's okay to display that type of behavior to someone. Okay. And then try to turn it around onto the person that asked them if they had a pen (laughs) in a calm voice. Does that make sense? So, um, really sad and disgusting type of situations. But my point is, um, if you come across somebody or, you know, or having your tire slashed or having your car keyed, you know, like I've had that happen. I've had people walk, um, following me around in my parking lot, um, at work and out of work, um, in different areas throughout my city. Um, I've had them come into my apartment complex as I'm leaving my apartment complex exact same time. Like I've had them put, um, which I've actually had other people, at my work, tell me how fast I was going that day when I came into work. And I had somebody slash my tire who helped me get that tire a couple, like a year and a half before then. And I stopped talking to them because they were lying about stuff and I completely shut them off. And then all of a sudden that same tire and they, and they stole my identity, my information, put me into AAA, which stuck me to them and their own, um, address. 
I didn't want anything to do with this person as far as I didn't want to be placed in their address. I don't want to be correlated with their name. They were a person I knew. I was a, I was thought I was a friend of theirs until I found out that they were lying about a bunch of us other things. And then I, I was helping them date and, and go into relationships and stuff like that. But I found out they were lying to other people. And I said, well, that's blasphemy. I don't work with people like you. You're on your own. Don't ever talk to me again. And then they started doing all these things to me at, at my work. They started following me around out of work. They started following me around in the parking lot. And then I was told by the people that I asked to look in the parking lot videos to look at them because they would see it. It was dead on right there. And they said they looked at it and there was nothing there, which I knew that was a lie because it was there dead on. There was no way that you wouldn't have seen it. It would have been right there in your face. (laughs) So when I was told that, I was like, no, you didn't do it or they didn't do it. And you're just lied to me. And you're now you're aiding and abiding in someone that almost tried to kill me because I could have died in my vehicle driving in it with the slash, the type of slash that was in it, which I actually sent a video of the slash to my HR, but they didn't do anything about it. They like brush it off. (laughs) So it makes me think that, um, some other management was in on it too. Because why would you brush off and say that, oh, anyone can park wherever they want? Well, they, it's not. that's not what was happening. They were following me after I had parked somewhere else. I parked away from them on purpose. And then they showed up right next to my car when I was leaving, staring at me. And then they'd get out of their car and stare at me as I walked by. And then they would be somewhere else outside of work and stare at me. As I'm walking by or driving by, you know, or have you, or they, they would show up at Costco out of the middle of nowhere and pull in right behind my vehicle and get out of their car and stare at me. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hello, I'm trying to tell people this. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Ha ha. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, okay, you guys, are you all in on this? So my point is, um, <laughs> when you find out that people are trying to do this. Like I went and I went and I told people, I told a police officer, I told different people about this situation. Like I'm dead serious. Like there are some psychotic people out there who are trying, um, you know, to master manipulate you into thinking something else, but it's not you, it's them. And it's disgusting. If I hadn't done so much work and understood the whole psychology behind all of these situations, like, um, you know, I wouldn't be in the place that I am and as strong as I am right now because I would be like, all, you know, um, <laughs> needing to go get some more help myself. So my point is when you, and then they try to cover it up. So people are always like asking me every day. They're like, are you, you know, are you, um, where have you been? Oh my God. I, I haven't seen you for like a year. And I'm like, yeah, well, I've been right here. You know, like, I'm like, nobody knew that I was right over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but this person, again, they try to keep this one person. They did do one thing. That's it. And try to keep this one person away from me. Well, then of course their narcissistic way they came over and tried to be around me again. And I, so I cut it off and I said, no, you're not allowed here. Okay. Still. And you're never allowed here because of your choice 
of, you know, um, um, actions. The fact that, you know, you stabbed my car, you've been following me around, you're a narcissist and you're a liar and you're a massive manipulator and so many other, um, things <laughs> that, that I can keep going. I'm not going to, but my point is, um, you know, you say no, you don't allow them to think that, oh, it's been a while. I can just go and randomly do whatever I want. No, you can't. No, you can't. And you never will. And that's the thing is you have to be strong enough with yourself to say no. No, you won't. No, you won't ever do this to me again. No, you won't ever be in my life again. No, you won't just walk in here and act like I care. No, you won't. No, you won't try to master manipulate me. No, you won't try to think that um, I'll give you another chance. You know what I mean? Um, there's different situations where, you know, no, you won't. <laughs> so, um, or they'll be put in jail. And it's that simple. If somebody's hurting you, then you cut it off. Okay. Now, another scenario is there can be bullies around you and stuff like that that are trying to set you up in different situations and scenarios. And, and they're all different ways that you need to understand like how that works as well. Or, or you have a controlling, let's say you have a controlling boss who wants to, you know, constantly keep you from evolving. So they go and hire everybody else to do the same job that you already have. They take away all your responsibilities on purpose because they think it's cool. And they're like, haha, I'll get her or, you know, you're evolving and they see it and they get jealous and envious. And they're like, mm, well, I'm going to take that away. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And all of a sudden they took that away too. And they took this away. And then they're talking about you on the side you know, encouraging other people to talk about you and, and getting in the mix of it. So then all of a sudden you have a group of bullies, you know, involved in, in a scenario at your work. And you're like, what? You know, that's not okay either. That, um, that type of behavior is extremely toxic and those people need to be reprimanded and, um, let go. You don't need to be let go. They need to be let go. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the difference right there. That's the difference. And actually, you know, we had a situation at Sutter before years ago where we had an entire HR, a whole entire section and managers and different people. Um, they were all let go because they were all in on a, a, a you know, a, a situation um, that they shouldn't have been um, in on. So my point is, you never know, but the bullies need to be let go, not the people that are asking for help. When someone comes and asks for help, you help them. You don't turn on them and say, oh, you're messed up. You go and you help them. So like if somebody gets raped, you don't go and turn on them and say, you deserve to be raped. Shame on you for coming to ask for help. I'm going to go get the rapists and tell them to continue raping you. Because that's exactly what you're doing to someone. And that's exactly like the same type of scenario like that keeps continuing happening. And I'm just disgusted with it. And I'm like, come on, everyone. <laughs> the thing it is, is you know 
that that's not going to happen. And you say, no, that's not going to happen. And you step up and you say, no, no, you're not raping me. You know, and you go and, and put them in jail. Okay. You don't stay stay there and let them continuously do this. You don't not stand up for yourself. So always stand up for yourself and the truth will come out eventually regardless. Okay. And you, you will, (laughs) if you're the person that's doing it, will experience the worst karma ever in the hell. Okay. And if you're the nice one and you're just doing your own thing and you're just showing up, you know, and you're, you have nothing to do with stuff, you know, you're not going to have any problem, but You may be removed from a situation or scenario, but you know what? It's God saying, get you out of there because they're listening to things that other people are fixing to do to you that are not good. Okay. The toxic, the abusers, the rapists, you know, all that type of thing. Um, the killers, you know, all the type of people, what they're fixing to do to you. And then what happens is you're removed or you remove yourself, what have you. And then you may go through some sadness or what have you, but your life gets better all of a sudden. All of a sudden you start thriving, you know, it's because you're away from all that toxicity and the sickness (laughs) that, you know, it's like, it's like you, why do you want to stay in a realm of sickness and sick people? You know, you don't, you know, and, um, Sick people thrive with sick people and they may think they're fabulous, but they're not, you know, they're really not. And they may be, have fabulous people around them that they are around, but that doesn't make them fabulous. Does that make sense? That doesn't mean they're a part of the fabulousness. They're just there. Um, the other people are fabulous. They're not. So you need to remove yourself from them. Does that make sense? And make sure that you're in an area where you're safe and, um, and understand that, you know, no one controls you. You control yourself. So, um, don't think that someone else can tell you that they control you either. Because they don't. And if someone ever tells you that, then you need to go and step up and say something to whoever it is that, up higher that you need to talk to about it. And that's important because that will help save you. So anyway, if you're in an abusive situation, you get out of it and then you forgive is my point in this whole scenario. Okay. Regardless of if it's your partner, a friendship, a coworker, um, you know, a a friend, just anybody, a family member, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It matters how you do it though. You don't do it and say, okay, you can keep doing this. You say, no, you can't keep doing this. Then you forgive them, but you don't allow them back in. Okay. That's important because most of the time they will just repeat the same situation to you or they have bad intentions towards you and you don't realize it and you're trying to be this nice person and like well I was trying to be nice and I you know I cared about them yeah it doesn't mean you didn't care it doesn't mean you didn't have feelings it didn't mean you didn't really like this person for a lot of different reasons but that doesn't mean your life depends on it you know what I mean that doesn't mean they get to take your life 
doesn't mean they get to take your life or control you. No. Or hurt you or kill you. No, it doesn't. So don't allow it to. You allow it to by staying there and accepting it again. So that's the difference. Forgiveness means forgiving them doesn't mean um, forgiving them and saying, okay, keep doing this to me. It means forgiving them and moving forward. Okay. If it's something abusive, like I was explaining, if somebody has just a random toxic behavior or something and it's like, okay, it's something small and, you know, a behavior that can be altered and they go and they alter it, you know, then that's great. You forgave them and you're in relationships and fine. But if they're showing a pattern of the constant, um, you know, abusive type of um, behaviors, then you want to make note of that. And uh, if you get the help, you need to leave and then you forgive. Okay. So that's important for me to explain. And I'm never, ever, ever saying that it's okay for anyone to treat you or, uh, in a, a poor manner or mistreat you, or, um, abuse you, or, um, you know, cause you any type of harm, all right, and it doesn't give them the right to be narcissistic and try to turn everything around on you, those types of people are sick, twisted people too, and there's a lot of liars out there, and I see right through them, and it's sick sometimes, I'm like, man, I'm like, you really, Like, you know you were so bad and you go and you just make up this big old lie to cover it up. And then, you know, the truth comes out at some point and the karma comes back to them regardless. If the, you know, when the truth comes out, the karma will just show up on its own regardless in its own time. And it has nothing to do with you. (laughs) It's just, it is what it is. And so I always pray for people who jack me up because I'm like, man, your shit's coming down. (laughs) Like, you're going to be at so much bad karma. Like, I, I'm so sad for you. And I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be bad. So, anyway. um, Don't allow people to hurt you. Leave the scenario. Remove yourself. Have them removed. Remove yourself. Get the help you need. Um, if someone or a group of people are not helping you with most likely they're in on it together, you know, go get help from somewhere, um, higher up or in a different area and, uh, someone who's actually going to listen. Okay. And actually help <laughs> save your life. Otherwise, you know, sometimes your life actually depends on it. And some people take your life for granted and they could care less because it's not theirs. So a lot of times I like to remind people that, um, you know, when people come and ask you for help, it's because they really mean it. It's not because, um, you know, it's just it's some joke. At the same time, if you have, if you have a killer coming up to you asking for help, you know, um, and they're trying to turn something onto somebody else, it doesn't mean that you believe the killer. You know, so my point is, you think about who it is you're speaking to. All right, and um, don't necessarily believe this little group. You gotta, you know, think about um, people in the local area as well, and not just um, like a couple people in a little small, um, little small tiny group. 
because most likely they're the ones that are like starting the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a little gang. So don't be in the little gang. Okay, more of the story. Think about who you're hanging out with. Um, choose to be a good person. And if you're not, then, you know, think about um, who it is you need to apologize to. Apologize to them and, you know, begin being that good person. Okay, and helping others understand, you know, how to become a good person and how you did it too. Okay. Um, and what to look out for. Because obviously, if you were not the greatest, then you would know what that is. Right? Amen. <laughs> so, that's going to be it for tonight for forgiveness. I hope you have a wonderful day, morning, or night, depending on what country you're from. And thanks for joining in with Love Talk with Kira. And we will talk soon.